It is about 10.30 my time here on a glorious Wednesday night here in Southfield, Michigan. I'm on my way to go catch a late 11 p.m. screening of The Amazing Spider-Man uh, tonight because I can't sleep and uh, I want to get the fuck out of the house because, quite frankly, the walls are starting to close in on me. So I decided, uh, let's go see a movie and since... This is clearly the movie that I need to see right now. I figured let's let's do that one. Um, to talk uh, talk a little bit about the film here before I get to the theater. You know, there's been a lot of controversy about this one in the uh, fandom world, uh, mostly because of the fact that this is a reboot of the Spider-Man franchise, coming only ten years now since Sam Raimi first did Spider-Man back in 2002. He then followed it up with Spider-Man 2, which is still considered the high watermark for the franchise and for comic book movies in general. It's considered one of the best. Spider-Man 3 came a couple years later, didn't please too many people, but still made a shitload of money. And then there was going to be a Spider-Man 4, but depending on who you talk to, either Sony said, screw this, we want to stop spending more, stop spending as much money and we're just going to reboot the whole thing, or... Sam Raimi saw that he was going to essentially be walking into another Spider-Man 3 situation with characters he didn't really want to address and plot lines he wasn't crazy about and just said, you know, basically, fuck this. And, uh, you know, pulled up his stakes and took his wagon and went home, which, you know, quite frankly, I don't blame him. After Spider-Man 2, I really didn't feel he had anything left to prove as Spider-Man, but, you know, he loves the character. He wants to keep doing it. Anyway... So now, here we are, in 2012, exactly 10 years since the debut of the first Spider-Man movie, and we're starting all over again with a new origin story uh, and a, uh, some, some slight differences. I mean, it's, Uncle, you know, it's Aunt May and Uncle Ben, they're back again, and Uncle Ben's going to have to die, and you know, Peter Parker's going to have to be bitten by the spider, and he's going to have to come to grips with his new powers and all that. And uh, instead of Mary Jane, it's Gwen Stacy this time, Peter Parker's other famous love interest from the comics. And also, we the villain instead of the Green Goblin this time, uh, it is the Lizard, also known as Dr. Kirk Connors, who was featured in the previous three films, uh, but never actually became a Lizard. So, my whole problem has been, do I really want to sit through another fucking origin story again? I mean, I don't really consider the origin story all that interesting to start with, and as much as I enjoyed the first movie, I, you know, I, I, do I really need to see that material again? And so, quite frankly, I haven't had any real enthusiasm for Amazing Spider-Man since I heard it was first announced, and none of the footage I saw over the past year and a half really did anything to change my mind. I mean, I, I have to admit, I do. I think the movie is... Very well cast. Uh, Andrew Garfield from The Social Network. It looks like he makes a terrific Spider-Man. I love Emma Stone. And based on everything I know about Gwen Stacy, I think that's a perfect role for her as opposed to uh, Mary, you know, bringing back Mary Jane again. Uh, you have other actors like Dennis Leary, Risa Fons, Martin Sheen, Sally Field. I mean, it's, it's, 
you know, from a casting standpoint, they certainly haven't gone cheap on this, and they certainly haven't gone low rent. Uh, it, it looks like a, a very, very well-made film from that standpoint. And then also, they have a new director on board uh, named Mark Webb. And yes, you have a guy named Webb doing Spider-Man. That's almost why, I keep joking, that's why they hired the guy. But at the end of the day, they hired a guy whose previous film was 500 Days of Summer, which was one of the best romantic comedy dramas uh, pretty much since they invented romantic comedy dramas. It's really that damn good. Uh, not my genre per se, but it was so well thought out, attuned so fine to those characters, wonderful performances, and just it, it had the air of authenticity about it. And it was an interesting choice for them to grab Mark Webb for this, obviously hoping he's going to bring some of that to Peter Parker and his relationship with Gwen Stacy and as well as his relationships with the other characters. Because at the end of the day, if you don't have a rooting interest in Peter Parker and the people that he cares about, Spider-Man isn't going to mean very much. So it's an interesting idea. Is he going to be able to handle the action and the other aspects of the film, which are about as far removed from 500 Days of Summer as you can imagine? I don't know. Um, I've spoken to many friends who've seen it. Some of them really like it. Others were nonplussed. They just didn't think there was much to say about this movie. So I don't really know what to expect. At the end of the day, though, and even though going in, I, I might have had some animosity about whole, you know, really having to sit through the fucking origin story a you know, second time, you know, so soon after having been done the first time and all that. You know, I can bitch about all that, I, I, you know, all I want. Uh, the problem is, that's what they decided to do. And nothing is going to change that. So, I'm just going to go into the movie and accept it for what it is and hope that they make the story interesting on its own terms. And, uh, you know, if they can make it exciting and they can make it affecting in some way, then good. I'll, I'll give them a chance to... to make something out of that that will appeal to me. It's it's only fair, but, you know, that's what they're having to do, and they deserve a chance to succeed at that. I'm also not bringing the other Spider-Man films into the theater with me. Uh, the movie, again, has to rise and fall on its own terms. Since they're making a break with the other three films, uh, they deserve a chance to to bring their own unique flavor to the, you know, to the, to the formula here, and I, I just... I don't want to sit there going, well, I think Tobey Maguire did this better. I think Raimi did this better. I don't... I mean, invariably, I'm going to have those thoughts, but, again, the movie has to rise and fall on its, on its own. It, it has to... It has to be judged as its own entity to the largest degree possible because that's clearly what they're trying to do. By making a clean break like this, that's what they're asking for. And so I'll, I'll do my best on that, and I'm not going to come back on here saying... Oh, I was so much better with this, and I wish they hadn't. You know, Raimi did this better, and this, I'm not. I'm not going to do that shit. If this movie sucks, it's going to suck because it sucks, not because it sucks in relation to other films, or because it sucks because of a decision that was made to do a, a reboot of a story that a lot of people saw ten years ago. I'm not. It, it's just going to have to be its own film. Anyway, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to another thing. I'm not going to bring into the theater with me is a little film called The Avengers problem with the Avengers is you open the summer with something that big, that impressive and that much fun 
all other movies are going to seem to suffer for that. And this is the first major comic book film to open since The Avengers came out. The problem is, this was never meant to be The Avengers. The Avengers was a culmination of uh, several comic movies worth of storylines and a big, epic, you know, unbelievably large showcase for, you know, involving multiple plot lines and huge set pieces and, you know, warring factions from other planets and, I mean, just all sorts of shit like that. Spider-Man, by its very nature, especially since they're doing an origin story, is going to be a much smaller affair. Obviously, with some big action in, in, to be featured in it, but at the end of the day, it's going to be on a much smaller scale, going for much different effects. So I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat the, you know, use the Avengers to beat this movie over the head with. I mean, that's that's completely unfair. And it's been funny listening to some of the uh, the criticisms that I've read. It's been one of those three things: either they people couldn't get past the idea that this was an origin reboot and they just never never let the movie off the hook for it or something about in one of the other three Spider-Man movies they liked better and they kept beating using Spider-Man 1 or 2 and to a lesser amount 3 to beat this movie over with the head with or it's not as good as the Avengers well yeah whatever um that I, I that's a dangerous it's a dangerous path to go down. Once you start using other movies to compare and, and judge another movie by, it, this isn't a sequel. It's a reboot. It's They're starting over. And our fan expectations deserve a place only so much in judging this film, I think. And it's, you know, I don't know. I may feel differently when I come out of this. I may hate it so much going, God damn it! I'd rather watch Spider-Man 3 a hundred times over than watch one more frame of this piece of shit. I, I don't know how I'm going to feel. I really have no idea what to expect. I really don't. I, I have uh, no feelings on this one way or the other. I, I'm hoping to like it, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Huh. Anyway. It is about uh, 13 minutes before the movie starts. i got to get in there and uh, get situated. So I will be back... Once I am done viewing The Amazing Spider-Man, and I will let you know if I thought it uh, spun an effective tale, or ultimately, I'm trying to come up with a spider pun here and it's not working. It's too late for this shit. I'll talk to you guys later. The itsy bitsy spider went up the water spout. Down came the rain and washed the spider out. Out came the sun and dried up all the rain. And the itsy bitsy spider went up the spout again. And I think it went a little bit faster this time. The itsy bitsy spider went Down came the rain and washed the spider out Out came the sun and dried up all the rain And the itsy bitsy spider went up the spout again Uh oh, I think it went super fast The itsy bitsy spider went off the water spout Down came the rain and washed the spider out Out came the sun and dried up all the rain And the itsy bitsy spider went up the spout again
right, so it's uh, about 1.31 in the morning. I'm sitting in the uh, parking lot of the AMC 20 in Livonia here in Michigan, and I've just seen The Amazing Spider-Man. And overall, um, very positive, some negatives, and uh, it's interesting. This movie did not play into whatever minor expectations I had of it. It's interesting. This is very interesting. Where this movie's greatest strength is, and I guess it shouldn't come as a huge surprise to me, but it's the relationships in the in the movie. Um, first of all, Andrew Garfield gives a, a wonderful performance as Peter Parker. He's also very eccentric in the role. There's some weird little ticks and little choices that he makes throughout the, 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 the movie, which I found very endearing and very affecting. And... Again, the whole movie's not going to work if you don't like Peter Parker as a character, if you're not interested in him. And he makes this character immensely interesting. Matching him almost, you know, bit for bit is Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. She is such a delightful counterpart to him. I mean, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if these two actually were dating in real life. I have no idea. I don't follow that sort of thing. Because the chemistry that they give off in this picture... It's absolute fucking dynamite. It is really, really strong. And the, the interplay between not only them, but, uh, you know, Peter Parker and, uh, you know, his aunt and Uncle Ben. And then the uh, the interesting little repartee he has with Dennis Leary, who plays Captain Stacy Gwen's father. And then the relationship that develops between him and Dr. Kirk Connors, played wonderfully by Risa Fons, And it's not exactly a you know, like a father-son relationship, but he definitely, there's a whole bunch of backstory that's hinted concerning Peter's parents that uh, plays off really wonderfully with Afonso's role because he clearly knows more than he's letting on, but he's a very sympathetic character at times, and there's a lot more, there's a lot more character depth here than I was anticipating, a lot more. And it's interesting, the small scenes in the school and the conversations that, uh, Peter and, and, and Gwen have together, and just the interactions with, like, for example, Flash Thompson in this movie. Yeah, he's the jock and he's the bully, but he has an interesting turnaround in the picture. There's more to his character than just being a guy who beats the shit out of Peter Parker. The filmmakers have done such a wonderful job, and I guess it shouldn't come as a huge surprise because Mark Webb has such a strong feeling when it comes to the interrelationships of young people. I mean, look at 500 Days of Summer, you would see that in a heartbeat, and he brings that same amount of attention to those scenes here in this movie. I mean, they're really wonderful. That's kind of where the problem is, because those scenes are so strong that once Dr. Connors becomes the lizard and starts fighting with Spider-Man... Which leads to inevitably to the big showdown, which you know is coming, and I'm not going to get into the details about it, but it won't come as any, it will not come as to any any surprise to anyone who's ever seen a movie that the Lizard and Spider-Man have a big showdown at the end of the picture. Um, when it came down to that stuff, and as well done as it is, and it is very well realized, and it's very, it's not boring really, but, you know, strangely enough, at the end of the day, I couldn't, I really couldn't bring myself to give much of a shit. Because, unfortunately, with the exception of some wisecracks that are thrown back and forth, you lose the characters. 
the lizard just becomes a big lizard, and Spider-Man's just a guy in a mask swinging around, you know, throwing punches, shooting webs and shit, and that might be fine for a movie that didn't, hasn't tilted so heavily towards the, the, the really interesting interdynamics between the characters themselves, when all that is suddenly taken from you, um, I found the, uh, the big special effects sequences in this picture to be just kind of bleh. I mean, it's not that they're badly done, they are well done, it's just... <laughs> Am I wrong in wanting a Spider-Man movie that's more about Peter Parker than Spider-Man? I don't know what it is, but this movie left me wanting more of Peter Parker and a hell of a lot less of Spider-Man. I wasn't really as interested in that side of the character as I was the, the, just the human drama, which is not at all what I was anticipating when I went into this thing. And I think it's a matter of casting this movie perfectly. Uh, like I said, Garfield and Stone are absolutely perfect in this movie. And a director who just knows how to bring out the right nuances in their performances. And it's, and the dialogue is, is there's times where it's pretty bad. I gotta be honest with you, but most of that bad stuff happens during the action sequences the, the, the and the one-liners, which I think most of which are intended to be kind of corny to begin with, but I don't know. It, this is... Maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old and I just don't give a shit as much about... Well, I mean, that can't be true because there have been recent movies where I've enjoyed the fuck out of the action. I'm The best thing I can say about this movie is that I'm very much looking forward to seeing what this team does with the next Spider-Man movie. And unless uh, unless God himself reaches down and stops Sony from making another one, there will be another one, because I think it just made like almost $150 million in its first week, so yeah, they're going to be more Spider-Man movies. And I hope they keep, you know, Mark Webb around. I hope he decides to return for the next one. I hope that, you know, I'm sure Garfield and Stone will. Because I think... The gold they have unearthed here has less to do with a big creature fighting Spider-Man or something like that. It is, it's more in the interpersonal relationships and the storyline that really delves into the characters' histories and the essence of who they are. And, uh, and, and the, the, the storyline involving Peter's parents or what became of them or what might not have become of them is hinted at and introduced in this movie. Clearly it's something that's going to be explored in the other pictures. And I look forward to that. And I, yeah, it's strange. I'd, I'd almost prefer a Spider-Man movie that had less Spider-Man in it. I, I Or a Spider-Man movie where, because there are some wonderful scenes where Spider-Man kind of comes to realize who he is. And there's one great scene on a bridge where he pulls off really his first rescue. And he, you can see, and again, it's a testament to Garfield's performance, where he sees in himself finally what he's really meant to do. And I wish there were more moments like that in the in the action sequences in this because again, once the once the lizard shows up and everything, it's very well done and it was like I said, I wasn't sitting there going, "Oh dear god, this is awful." Not at all. But I was missing it's, the best way I guess I can describe it is like if when, every few years you get one of those really expensive steaks like at a Ruth's Chris or a a Morton Steakhouse or something. You know, for whatever reason, you end up there and you end up having, like, a really great fucking steak. Like, you haven't had a steak like that in a long time. And you're reminded, oh, this is how good something like this can be. And then halfway through, someone takes the steak away and gives you a, a plate full of Oreos to eat. 
Now, I like Oreos, and they're fun, and they're sweet, and I, I, I enjoy Oreos, but I can get Oreos anytime. I really want more of that steak. And then they give you the steak back, and then they keep picking away to shove Oreos down your throat. And it's like, well, can't I just enjoy the steak and have the Oreos later or some other time? I mean, it was just, I don't know. It, it, <laughs> what an odd, was not anticipating having quite this reaction to this movie. And, oh, excuse me, a cop is bothering me for some reason. He's shining a light in my car. Excuse me for a second. Is there a problem? Think so. Oh. I was just wondering what you were doing. I'm just talking on the phone. Just talking on the phone. Yeah. All right. The reason I asked because you're the only car here. Oh well, I just got out of a movie just about like ten minutes ago. Okay. And you're just hanging out talking on the phone. Yeah. Okay. Is this car registered to you? Yes, it is. Okay. And what's your name? Michael. Michael. Yeah. All right, sir. Yeah, just making sure everything was all right. All right. A lot of times somebody will sit in the parking lot and use narcotics or something like that. I just oh no sure no, sir. Way. I'm not. I'm not doing anything like that, I sir. Just, I don't know until I check, all right, sir? All right. All right, have a good night. You too. Well, that was interesting. Never had that happen before. Apparently, I must have looked like a real suspicious motherfucker. Come to think of it, I am the only one in the parking lot at the moment. Um, hmm. Well, whatever. I am going to go ahead and wrap this up then, since I don't want that to happen again. Uh, anyway... Thumbs up to Spider-Man, with some caveats, but not necessarily the caveats that's going to bother anybody else. Uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, this is a good first step, and I look forward to seeing more. And I have nothing really to bitch about. There was no one really in the theater. I picked the right time to see this, and the presentation was perfect. Uh, cheers to the Livonia 20 for the sound and the visual presentation. It was flawless. I would like to make one note. The production designer of this film is a gentleman by the name of J. Michael Riva. And the production design of this film is quite noteworthy, especially the scene where Peter Parker discovers the Chamber of Spiders in Oscorp. It's probably my favorite individual moment in the movie because it's just hauntingly gorgeous and creepy and at the same time just beautifully done. I, I was... Uh, Really impressed by that moment, as I as I was with the, the overall design of the entire film. Uh, J. Michael Riva is a longtime production designer, uh, dating back all the way to Halloween 2, and he's gone on to do everything from the Goonies, I think he worked on the color purple, uh, and he's just had an amazingly long career, and uh, recently uh, was the production designer on Quentin Tarantino's new film, Django Unchained. Sadly, on June 7th, uh, Mr. Reaver passed away suddenly from a, uh, uh, we believe it was, I think it was, they reported it as a stroke, and he died later in the hospital or some, something to that effect. I don't want to get that wrong, uh, uh, something to that effect, but he, he died suddenly and very unexpectedly. He wasn't that old. Um, I think he was in his early 60s or late 50s. And I just want to say that uh, he really made an impact in a lot of the films that he, he worked on, and seeing... His work on this film uh, just reminded me that he still had a hell of a lot to offer us. And I look forward to seeing his final work on Django Unchained. I'm sure it will be amazing, as I'm sure will many other aspects of that movie. And I just wanted to say, uh, dedicate this review to J. Michael Riva. I'm, I'm sorry that you've left us, sir, but you've certainly left us a lot to look at. Uh, that's it for me. I'm heading on home before the cops come back. And, uh... 
yeah thanks a lot guys see you next time